Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend. X-T-E-N-D-A-V dot com. What did uh, Keith mean by his uh, nasty comment there? What nasty comment? I didn't see. Um... His text that he sent you and I. The podcast is becoming the emerging podcast scene with Ken Lebitard and Anthony Lima. What does that mean? What was he going at? Is it there? you mentioning your dad all the time? Oh, my dad's poppy. Is that it? Mm. Cool. Well, you the br- Mar- Marble Mouth of Crawford County was able to chime in with that little quip. That's well, great. that would make sense if you had him on the podcast. Are you yeah, he's not on, on the podcast. I really wasn't going to bring him up today. I, there's really no reason to. I'm mm. just saying. I, I was just honestly, I was just making conversation to end the show. <laughs> Be honest with you. Sorry, guys. There's there's no update. Uh, my dad called me and asked me if I liked her, and I said, "Yeah, we like her." And he said, "Cool." You have to wait for another holiday. Yeah. So Martin Luther King Day. Here we go. I mean, I just assume that they will um, cohabitate, and that'll be it. If I mean, if he knocks her up, you know, I guess mm-hmm. we'll have ourselves a bit of a conversation out, won't we? Oh, I'd be like, oh my god, what if I was like Hank Hill, and he named him Good Ken? He was GK, and my dad was like Cotton Hill. Well, I, I have a question. Are you? Are <laughs> you and your? Are you and your dad? Have you ever considered yourself once you got to a certain age? Like some people are like, yeah, me when they get to like twenty one. Or like 20. Yeah, me and my dad, we had drinks, and we got oh, drunk, and drink. we smoked pot. And my, I and don't we, smoke pot with my dad. And we showed some sexting photos. We do not do that. We do not do that. Owen, are you going to be doing that with your kids when they get old enough? I don't want to. What do you mean, when know. they get old enough? We're, it's weird. It's, it, it, I you're already you're lifting with them. Oh, me or him? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Owen's already lifting with them. We do lift. And okay. h- how old are they again? Uh, the one, well. Why are you sitting over there? I don't 13. Know. I was comfortable. 
the boys are 13, about to be 11 in a couple days, and 9. Is that weird when it becomes the father-son golf outing and both are getting drunk and both of them are like, look at this picture of some scantily clad woman. Yeah, we won't ever do that. I don't do that with my own father. Never did. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I didn't do that with my father. No. We didn't do much. Ugh. But there are, I do have some friends that you didn't have, knock had, off a pet boys have had that relationship with their father. And I'm like, man, that seems that. weird. I'm not down with that. That's weird. My dad, like, my dad's life is my dad's life, and my life is my life. I, I even got cringy when it, my former father-in-law, I'll talk about him, we, we would go to, we went to a couple of different, like, games together and things like that, so we would go have drinks beforehand and go eat at, you know, whatever popular sports bar, and he would be like, oh, check out that, you know, check out that broad there. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm married that's, to your daughter, that's dude. That's weird, dude. Like, no. Well, that's weird. Yeah, that's an acceptance thing, though. That's my, like. Yeah, my fu- yeah, I would just, I just, and I told him every time, I'm like, no. Like, oh, I'm so not you weren't having it at all. You wouldn't no, even play the game. I'm not doing that. My father-in-law wouldn't do that either. Those are my. He would not do that. What I enjoy is not what I will share with them. Mm-hmm. With my elders. I'll j- just for me, there's too much of an age difference anyway. It would just be silly. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. I mean, if my next my next one is a son. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because oh. you'll be like 70 by the time yeah. you're a teenager. Who are we going to yeah. be like, hey, look at that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, but like, I, think it's, I think a lot of people are kind of normal, especially, well, especially like if, if you're, what if your dad's like divorced? Because then he's like dating and then there's yeah, conversation maybe. I there. Don't know. Well, that's what I was wondering with you. Like, if he was going to start well, floating, out some, His wife just died, floating so. out some pictures of some... I don't want to see that. The candidate pool. Nah, we're good. You got an S&P text thread going with your dad? Well, I didn't... That's nah, we're good. It's S or P, by the way. Yeah. And uh, no, we're not doing that. It would all be P for me. <laughs> that's what it would be. I'm just thinking about uh, amassing the catalog of candidates, like the Browns defensive coordinator. I mean, this is this is something that supposedly it is just up to Stefanski, but you're telling me nobody else has any say in this whatsoever. Come on. And there's got to be money. Yeah, you got to talk money. Think about it. You have to talk money with these candidates. And Stefanski. Are you talking about? Okay, I thought you were talking about like He's no, transitioning. He's it is an analogous situation, Kenny. Um, at some point, Stefanski, what, is he going to be the one to talk money like, I imagine Brian Flores costs more money than other, like, Mayo is a first-year, be a first-year guy. Yeah. You're telling me it'll be the same salary? Flores is not going to do that. Flores, if, he, if you're hiring Brian Flores, he is going to be one of the highest paid, if not the so highest paid defensive coordinator. Are you thinking that he's going to have to, Who he wouldn't go to Barry, right? He'd go to Haslam and say, look, I think we can get Brian Flores. He's my pick. But... I don't know that he's going to accept this amount of money. So we, we never talk to go. We never talk. I, I haven't seen one writer or anybody, any fan talk about how much the was, difference of salaries for the defensive coordinator. Nobody cares. They just assume, yeah, Browns will pay whatever the money is. It's like my kids. When but the they money does their, matter. The, when, when my teenager wanted a car and she's like, well, that new Jeep Wrangler is really nice. And I go, we don't have that kind of money for you right now. Yeah. Like what? Like exactly. Like what if, for instance, we don't know the salaries of any of these coaches? 
No. The rumors are for head coaches. I have heard anywhere from first-year head coach, terrible rebuilding organization, coach is just desperate to have a job. I've heard like $3 million. Okay? Maybe in other situations, some coaches make like five to six. And Sean Payton, on the team he ends up with next year, he might get 10. He might get 15. He might get 15. How much can Mike Tomlin get? Yeah, on the I open respect, market. I respect Mike Tomlin. I mean, like, so I hate the Steelers, and I always will. But I, I there's, there's certain members of the Steelers organization in their past and even in their present that I respect. Like Chuck Knoll. I've quoted Chuck Knoll a billion times to you. I, I really respect Chuck Knoll. I really respect um, I, I really respect Joe Green. I really respect uh, I obviously I really, really, really respect Mike Tomlin. And I look at that team and I go, What well, you at you brought it up, didn't you? What would Kevin Stefanski be with the with this uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers this year? What would his record have been? Well, I told you I think he, he's a good offensive coach, so I think Offensively, they would have been better than with Matt Canada. Yeah, but what do you think their, their overall record would have been? That's the thing. It's it would, when you start the season with Trubisky, when Mason Rudolph, the specter of Mason Rudolph, is still hanging around, and and these wide receivers all have ego. They already got rid of Claypool. Mm-hmm. You know Pickens. I mean that guy. That guy was bitching at the refs the entire game because well, of Emerson. That's, see, that's another thing people go. I can't believe who was Dan Lobby, and I like Dan Lobby. Dan Lobby's like, can't believe George Pickens isn't a Cleveland Brown. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I think they were afraid to take George Pickens because of culture. Yeah, I agree. And that's why it's like, oh, our culture, our culture. I was like, I don't think you guys have as much confidence in your culture as you say you do. Because George Pickens was a knucklehead at Georgia. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh could afford to take a risk on a guy like that. Pittsburgh has. I mean, Antonio Brown hit the skids. With Pittsburgh, but for a while, he was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, people loved Antonio Brown for a while there. You can't think of it now. But that guy was doing major soft drink commercials. He was in and, the Pepsi commercial every well, week. Didn't, want, didn't know if I wanted to name names uh, there. He was Owen on Facebook just, every week. Owen just said it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and they had, I mean, you remember, um, uh, who, was the, who was the running back the Chiefs ended up with? Played at Michigan State. Why, why can't I remember him? McC- uh, not McCoy. Not Shady McCoy. Who was Jared it, Anthony? Clint- the running back they had who was good. He smoked weed on the way to the team plane. Got sent home. Oh, God. Oh. LeGarrette Blunt? No. You're just saying it because of the I last am. name. Yeah. No, he did get in trouble, though, for smoking weed, and he did end up in Kansas City. Yeah, but he ended up in Kansas City. Um, either I way, don't remember. like they've had, they've had some goofballs on their team, but you don't think about it because of the overall culture. Bam Morris, the Browns, geez, the Browns have had goofballs on their team and it just, it just swallows the entire and team. And every team, every team has a goofball here or there. And that's why the and, Browns can, you know, they took a chance on, uh, McDowell, Malik McDowell. They took yeah. a chance on him. Yeah. And then unfortunately the first chance he had to screw up again after that very productive season. I mean, he went right back to doing Malik McDowell stuff. You're, if you're naked fighting cops, I got to think there's something in, there's something yeah. outside that's wrong. And it, yeah, you can only have so many yeah. of those guys in a team at the same time, though. Yeah. That's why I was worried about Winfrey. I thought Winfrey was getting in the might-get-cut zone very early in the how, year. How could he not be? And then he stuck with it, didn't get reprimanded anymore. Now, who knows, was that on a necessity, or did he get his head on straight? When he, when he had Miles we'll Garrett 
saying things about you and a whole bunch of other people, and then you've been reprimanded. Yeah. So, uh, but we're not out of the woods yet not with Perry and Winfrey, and he played well enough to close the season that. You know, guy like that is going to start getting comfortable. We'll see. I hope. I hope maybe he learns. So, just real quick, I'm just. It's tough to find salaries, as I told you. Yeah. These are very rumored. Sean McVay, fifteen to eighteen million. It says Belichick, twelve point five million. I mean, are you you buying that? I don't know. I don't know how anybody could find Bill Belichick's salary. Pete Carroll. I don't 11, even know if the federal government knows. I think the even they're willing to say. He hey, owns cool. seven houses on Nantucket. Should I, I text? Should I text our mutual friend Neil Cornrich since he's the one who negotiated Go the contract? You got to ease up there. Kyle Shanahan the says nine and a half a million. John Harbaugh nine million. Uh, Mike Tomlin says eight million. Said Matt Rule was eight point five million, and I remember Matt Rule got a staggering amount yeah. uh, for no reason. Sean McDermott eight million. So let's say Stefanski. Let's say Stefanski's making six or seven on the low lowish end or middle of the road end of NFL head coaches. What if Flores is like, yeah, I want to be the highest paid defensive coordinator. You have to give Stefanski a raise. Well, that's I'm telling you, we don't talk about this in the NFL. You get a raise for going seven and they 10. said Josh McDaniels was the highest paid offensive coordinator. Uh, those last few years, you can't pay. Yeah, but you can't pay him. It's like an office situation where Dar- what Daryl was making more than Michael Owen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, you can't do that. You can't have a defensive coordinator making more than the head coach. Yeah. No, no, no. You can't. You can't have that. And he wouldn't even have, that'd be insulting. He wouldn't get a job like that. That's not going to be part of it. I'm not saying Flores. All I'm wondering is, is it just as easy as Kevin Stefanski gets to hire the defensive coordinator? And Stefanski is looking at Flores and saying, all right, he is the best candidate. It's either him or Schwartz in terms of guys that have proven it, right? Guys that have proven it. Like the Mm -hmm. uh, Mayo hasn't proven anything, but is considered by many to be an up-and-comer. D'Amico Ryans, that worked out. That worked out for San Francisco, although they're going to lose him at the end of the year. Uh, That's the other thing with Flores that I think we haven't really talked about is if this goes really well, and the team goes to the playoffs, and the defense is top five, top seven. Bye bye. Oh, yeah. Flores is getting a head coaching job. Oh, yeah. So it's a one year hire. If it goes poorly with Stefanski and Watson, but goes well with Flores, what are we doing? We'll make him the head. Flores coach. the head coach. So I think people need to walk through the tentacles of this. Don't just say, "I want Flores." Go get Flores. Done. Flores. Like. I'm- it's not well, that easy. It's a good thing you brought up the head coaches because you and I got in a bit of a discussion, then you paused it immediately because you knew it was a good cut conversation for the podcast. We're brought to you by Extend. The, so uh, I'm thinking about Sean Payton on the way in today and the whole thing like, well, you know, like what could Sean Payton, what could the Saints get from the Broncos for Sean Payton? And what could the Cardinals get from the, or what could the Cardinals give to the Saints for Sean Payton? And I'm going, Am I nuts? Like I that's a great conversation. I think there's some great coaches out there, and I do think good coaches make it make a good difference. It can make it can make a difference, certainly. I just brought up Mike Tomlin. Okay? When it comes to money Who hasn't won a playoff game since twenty fourteen? Okay, all right, whatever, pony. Um I think it's twenty sixteen, by the way. Oh. Um Money is one issue. Money is money. Money is whatever. First round picks. I know. Where do the Cardinals draft? Like I heard, this was I think last night. I heard I was driving home. I heard Ryan Wilson, and uh, I think it was um, Will Brinson 
And I, I was only half, and then I called you, and some guy brought up about the Cardinals and who they would take. Would they take Will Anderson? Cardinals have the third. Pick? Would they give up the third pick? They have the third pick for yeah. no. They have the third pick. Yeah, they went four and thirteen. Oh my god! Would they give up the third pick for um for, for Sean, Sean Payton? That is, and I'm going. That's an astronomical amount. Are you guys amount. crazy? Are we crazy? Like I don't. I don't. I think Sean Payton's a good coach. I'm not one of the people that prays at the altar of Sean Payton. I think there's a, like the whole Taysom Hill thing kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I think he's a really good coach. Okay, I don't want to say anything and, and be an idiot, make an idiot of myself. He's clearly a very, very good coach, and he's worth compensation to the New Orleans Saints to the tune of some draft picks. But high first round picks for a head coach, like if you were Sean Payton yourself. Would you want the team you're going to to give up a first, a top ten draft pick, a top five draft pick for mm. you? No, you need players. Like if I were the Cardinals, now the Cardinals have been, and Kevin used to tell me stories about this. By the way, the Cardinals in their history, dating back to Chicago and St. Louis, have been notoriously tight. Tight, yes. And yes. even here with the Bidwells, Michael Bidwell, mm-hmm. they're very tight. Um, they've been that way. Like people go, like, well, the Raiders—they don't have any money. Mark Davis is po- cash poor, and the whole thing. But the Cardinals—they're just cheap. They're just, like, there's obviously owners who have more money than the other ones, but there's there's ones that are just cheap. The Cardinals have been called cheap, and like it comes down to the scouting, like Blestro and things like that. And it was good stories that Kev never thought I was listening to. With the Cardinals. Leave the cheapness out of it. Just look at, hey, first round, top five picks. We got this quarterback who clearly we believe in. Now, Kenny Carmen doesn't believe in Kyler Murray. To to be a legitimate Super Bowl threat, I just don't. Sorry, guys, I, I don't. Um, But they do. So say we're, say we're the Cardinals. We have this quarterback we believe in. We have a couple of pieces around him. We're gonna give up. We're gonna give up a top five pick for a freaking head coach. We have to go back to the well for a sixty-year-old man. We can't find anybody mm. in this league. We can't get D'Amico Ryan's. We can't. We can't. You know, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich has just been a Tampa too long. Byron Leftwich. If he, it, you know, there's always an art to when to leave well, a job er- and when to get another now, job. Eric yeah, Eric Enemy wasn't necessarily his fault. Yeah, but there's always. I always believe there's a there's an art to when to leave a job. There's always a, a clock running. And I think that Byron Leftwich, had he had had it his way, I'm sure he would have left if he would have gotten the chance, would have left and went two years ago. He might have left last year had the Jacksonville Jaguars not uh, hired uh, Dan Peterson or Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson's done a very good job for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can't say that that's not a good hire. Um, but what if they were to, like, you can't look at it and go, Byron Leftwich and the number three overall pick, a guy who's been a good offensive mind before, or Sean Payton and no th- number three overall mm-hmm. pick. I mean, good God, because there it could always be the system where Sean Payton is. Well, a good how good coach, do you think Payton is? I mean, if you don't think he, I think he's good, and I'm sure he could do a pretty good job with Kyler Murray. But do you really want to give that up, or can I get the same thing and keep my players? Isn't the league supposed to be about players? Yeah, it 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 is. Because I am but... trying to open up a different conversation about how important head coaches are and how big of a deal firing them are. Man, which is something you brought up. Man, I, I listen. I'm partially with you, but I'm partially not. Well, that's the whole point because, of this conversation. Because Peyton walks into that building 
and everybody's kind of put on notice. And then Peyton, with his mastery of personnel and knowing knowing the league and being able to bring in his outfit, which is most likely what would happen, you know, from player personnel on, you know, he'd have that roster in his imagination. And there's value to that. There's huge value to that. And I don't know, Kyler Murray, I told you, I, I, if I were Harbaugh, I'd strongly look because I think you could win a lot of games with Kyler Murray. I know people are going to laugh because it didn't go well this year with Murray and he's gotten injured and is he studying enough? I'm just telling you, I think Harbaugh could win with a guy like Kyler Murray. I think he's talented enough. Jim. Nobody questions his yeah. talent. Nobody questions Kyler Murray's talent, right? No. They question his size. They que- I question They his question size. his durability. I question his durability, totally his fair. size, totally fair. and his com- honestly, his commitment to the game. Yeah. If you are writing that into a contract, I cannot help but it's, question your commitment alarming. to the game. It's alarming. But that, again, is how much I think of Jim Harbaugh. And maybe I'm getting a little too obsessed with coaches. Maybe I am. Because I'm staring at our coach and wondering if he's got it. Because I don't know. First year, boy, Boy, at first year in Cleveland, I was like, man, he delivered some competency to that position that the Browns just flat out haven't had. He, there was a lot that I was giving him credit for. And then we got two more years of it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And I just am very concerned that maybe he's just a good coach or maybe just an average coach. But is he a great coach? And all those other things we talk about that give me a headache, leadership and culture, I I don't know. I'm not there every day. 
I'm not. I don't like the way the Odell thing was handled. I don't like the thing, the way the Clowney thing was handled. I don't like the way the Baker thing was handled. But every team has some of that. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make it seem like that's a Browns. Oh my God, five alarm fire every day in Berea. It hasn't been that way. These players played for Stefanski at the end of the year too. They didn't give up. They didn't give up. I just don't know if he's anything other than an average to slightly above average head coach. And I don't know if you're making an argument for Stefanski. Can you really say he's much more than that right now that no. you know? No. And the argument that I keep getting, and this is why I got so frustrated with Jason earlier today, was, and I love Jason, obviously. We all uh, we all love each other. Yeah, but he embarrassed but himself get, we, on, on live radio well, today. Well, because the argument always goes back to offensive coordinator. Uh, it's one, it was one of the saddest efforts I've heard in a long it time. It always goes back to offensive coordinator. I go, what are we talking about? Are we talking about a, a GD offensive coordinator or a head coach? Because mm-hmm. the title above the effing door says head coach. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say head coach and offensive coordinator. might say head coach and offensive coordinator for mm-hmm. all I know in that building. But it's, it's a head coach. The title is head coach. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to take some stupid-ass demotion. Like, if they were going to go, hey, we're going to let you go, but you're going to still be the offensive coordinator, he'd leave town. Right. You yeah. just wouldn't do that. Yeah, he would. So what are we talking about? Like, that's – that's, and I think that's part of the reason. Like, some of the people, you know, when we get to it – I don't want to turn this into an extension of the radio show because we do a lot of this on the radio, too. Like, the podcast is it's supposed, supposed to, to be a departure. A little bit of a departure from the Browns. But let me get this off my chest. There are people out there, and they are they are guilty – and they, they, they accuse other people of it, and I hope a lot of them hear it. They are just as guilty as being defensive over Kevin Stefanski as other people are being defensive over Baker freaking Mayfield. There, are, there seem to be some level of Stefanski bros out there where it is a weird level of defense. He is the head coach of the football team. He is an adult, and he knew going in. He grew up in the business of professional sports. He knows that the pressure goes to him, and he knows that the blame goes to him. He's not stupid. There's no reason to sit there and feel bad. There's no reason to. He's the head coach, and he knows it. And I keep saying, well, you see, they're making the right decisions. It's just just not the desired results. Okay, I guess it just really sucks then. And they're telling us that they think it's not the desired results because of what? Because of luck. All right, we're going to find out next year. So when Jason keeps going, oh, the play calls are fine. The offense is fine. Everything's fine. I don't know. 16 points per game with Deshaun Watson does not sound fine. I keep hearing excuses that do not sound fine. And the head coach of the football team. I'm sorry. I don't want you to be fired. I want it to work out. But these are things that are legitimate that have to be dealt with. And... The 700 days, fine. You want to call it an excuse? You want to label it as a justification? It's somewhere in there. Uh, The amount of time off, the fact that he wasn't getting all the first-team reps throughout the season, even though he was at the start of the season in training camp, and then he was back in the building in October. Uh, There were a lot of reasons that we could say that the offense didn't necessarily align. The chemistry wasn't there. He didn't have enough reps with the wide receivers. They didn't know when to break back for the football uh, uh, they didn't necessarily run an offense tailored just to him right off the bat. Jason spoke to the lack of the down-the-field throws. He called it the the A-dot, the average depth of target, and he said it very fast and very smugly yeah. and in a way that you know our fans couldn't really grasp in the moment. And that was, and I made him explain it yeah, to him. And it was sad. To talk it was just sad. As if he really I mean, what, what a was. joke, Jason <laughs> Lloyd. But anyway... All of those things are excuses or justifications, depending on whether you want to look at it glass half empty or half full. That's fine. We can always get into the minutia of those debates, and we have a whole offseason to talk about what happened to the offense the last six games. Because it's a fact 
the offense went downhill. Plenty of reasons or excuses, depending on what you want to call them. One thing we can all agree with, they did not overachieve with Deshaun Watson. And I'm just telling you that what I saw out of the 49ers, and people are going to get sick of me talking about Brock Purdy and the 49ers, but what he... I was trying to make up for what he said at the bar drunk. I did. I feel bad about that. I feel bad. Your family was around. That was a cheap shot. He's a nice kid. It was alcohol-influenced. He participates in dry January. You can guarantee you that. And, Brock, I wish I had another opportunity and do his loving parents. I should not have gone there. We were on a four-day bender. We got carried away we at Wrigley Field. We got carried away uh, on on the uh, on the train. Might need to do a dry September. Next. We got, we got carried, really carried away at a rooftop train. bar. We got, got carried, carried away. away. You got carried away on the way back with those drug dealers. You got big time carried away. Back. I was afraid uh-huh. on the way back someone was going to pull out a gun. Listen, listen, you're out there trying to make deals. Uh, you better know what you're talking you about. You flat out started calling them out for fake drugs, and they were like, come back to the south side with us. And I'm going, no! Would that have been a bad idea? <laughs> I go, I don't know anything about Chicago other than, don't go there. No! Aren't we, aren't we going to U.S. Cellular Field? No, no, no we're not. Up. I was um, ripped up. That one guy started um, smoking a cigarette right there on the on the, uh, which I used to. I I, can't, I grew up in cigarette smoking. Now yeah. like it turns my stomach. Oh, it's so disgusting. It smells Sorry. so bad. Sorry, Kenny. All, I know he's listening. All all I know is this. He's not. Brock Purdy went from the freaking practice squad. He was running scout team. They thought it was going to be Trey Lance to start the year. Then Trey Lance gets injured. Here comes Jimmy G. Jimmy G comes in, starts playing better, starts playing better and better and better. And at no point did anybody think it was going to be anybody other than Jimmy G, unless, of course, he got injured again, which he did. And now, remember they were talking about different different quarterbacks that they could bring in, like Ryan Fitzpatrick was a name bandied about, because it's Shanahan. So Shanahan's earned the benefit of the doubt. Like, who could he work with? Who's out there on the streets? Who could they trade for? And they're like, no, we'll just stick with Brock Purdy. I guess. And even I rolled my eyes. I'm like, my God, their their season is going to go up in flames. And Debo Samuel got injured. Mm-hmm. And you know what they did? Still won. They overachieved. Say what you want about the Browns and the excuses of the justifications. They did not overachieve those final six games. And that would have been nice to see. That would have renewed a lot of support. I think that would have had a lot of people going, you know what? We do have the right coach. But they didn't. They got worse, which means we're starting over next August with the installs. They're going to build an offense around Deshaun Watson, which they should. They should. But we couldn't see any. I did glimpses. Guys, I saw glimpses out of Stidham. I saw glimpses out of Mike White. I did not see any out of Skylar Gray. Skylar Thompson. Oh, Skylar Thompson. Thinking of Sonny Gray, the pitcher. Skylar Thompson. Who sings I'm Coming Home? Skylar Green? P. Diddy. Anyway, I, <laughs> anyway that's the remix. <laughs> I just wanted to see, and I think Browns fans everywhere, whether you're Stefanski supporter or not, or whether you call him Crap Stefanski or Crap Tensky or S Word Stansky or whatever, whatever your very witty, creative pseudonym. Kevin Stefanski is. Did you get one today, Owen? Uh, brain, it is Skylar Brainski. Brainski. It's. It, I got Stefrodsky. I like that one the best. Let's see I if it don't. sticks. I like Step Family. Uh, anyway, whether you like whether you like him or you not, 
it would have been really nice to see a team overachieve. And Deshaun Watson is a freak. You saw how athletic he was. He didn't lose any of the athleticism. Guys, he should have been sacked 100 more times down the stretch. Deshaun Watson. So he didn't lose his athleticism. And after that Houston game where his mechanics were all off and he was just disastrous, throwing grounders, he got it back. He was fine. The passing was fine. So he could throw the ball, and he could run and be elusive, and he was looking down the well, field. Throwing and catching are important. So you could why, run the ball or you could throw it. So why didn't we score points? Why didn't we? Why didn't we score? Because you were in third and long because you didn't do something right on first and Boom. second. Boom. All right, we can move on. Okay. Um, dry. you want to talk about dry January? I do, but I also – we have to do our unboxing today since oh, I was Jesus. very late to get to the gifts. I was late to get to the gifts. So what? We got to wait until Thursday to do dry jet. Talk about dry January. No, you can do your unboxing on Thursday. Because apparently that's in the it's in the locker. I might as well give it to him now. All right, let me start out with Owen. Okay. <laughs> do you really have a picture of your daughter on your phone? Look at her. What, the, like the that's one old. time she smiles, she's I gotta just get like her father. Yeah. She never smiles. All right, Owen. All right, Anthony. I know, I'll do it like two second trivia. Owen, do you like football? Yeah. Do you like? Patrick Mahomes. I do. Do you like Patrick Mahomes signed jerseys? I do. You're not getting that. But do you like the Kansas City Chiefs? I do. Do your hands get cold sometimes? They do. (laughs) Oh, finally. Oh, my God. The gloves I've always needed. You cheap ass. They look like Zubaz. What did you get him? They look like Zubaz. They are. uh... They're on clearance at Meyer. How did you find those at Meyer? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I saw these same gloves. <laughs> Will they fit your sons? Go the- Are you actually going <laughs> to no. wear those? No. Yeah, hey! like, <laughs> no. when I garden. When I garden. All right, what else do we have in here? Oh, Owen and oh. family. Oh. 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 Wow, look at how nice there's. <clears throat> just, to, just to paint uh, the scene here. Wow. There is uh, a nice bow. Around uh, whatever the hell it's that January is. January 10th. There you go, January 10th. Here's, right. your, here's your Christmas gift. Well, I have to wait till I get home near my family to open No, up. it's really for okay. you. Just oh. go by yourself oh. and sit at the bar. Yeah, my family won't be going to this Will place. Will you guys go me. there? Me and my wife go there. Some. I know the owner. I eat for free, so this wow. is a waste. Wow, congratulations on all it's your success. It's a waste, he said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay did for meals Did you get double there. A something? I did. Uh, this we can't open because uh, Odyssey. Oh. Did I get the wrong one? Wrong size? What? Are you serious? You told me to. So, But no, I got him a... No, I, I got Owen's gift. I'm not allowed to open... Um, oh, we're not allowed to open it, but we're allowed to talk about it, aren't we? All right, and... Oh, I don't know. Can we? We're not allowed to talk about the booze? Yeah, just booze. It's just booze. It's booze. It's booze. Booze. What else did down. you get? I just got him a bottle of booze. And I got him some ice tray. What is oh. your problem? Some bigger. Why would you, you have your more? own ice tray, brand? You got him Houdini. Um, I got him uh, the Houdini. That's exactly what we hope he does to us later on this year. We uh, find well, he's already on the verge of that. You're killing me. Oh, don't act like he doesn't try all the time. He's he's out there looking for other jobs. Look. Don't act like you don't know how he dresses. Well, if you want him gone, then let's help him get another what job. What kind of booze did you get him? I got him JD. Let me see it. It's just because his girlfriend sent me that DM. Yeah. Like I was like, "What is he? What is he like? What is he drink?" Yeah. You got him the bigger bottle. How long would it take you to go through? Did this? I just get him the fifth, or did I get him the bigger bottle? What do you call this? I don't. That is the midsize. That's yeah. the midsize sedan. So of, the of smaller Jack one is that's called the Corolla. Fifth. Well, I'm getting thirsty. 
You, Bob dude, is just drinking Ken Ken just brought the camera. Hey, this is not a ringing endorsement. What? I get such Wait, a headache the next bigger. day. On really? The, I can drink all the bourbon oh, in the world. You best. For whatever reason, I, I, I had a bad night um, about a month ago. Man, I'm about to give up dry January. It sucks. Because can I tell you what happened? I bought Jack Daniels for... Because you told me. You told me that's what his girlfriend yeah. said he liked. Yeah. So I bought it for him. I had no alcohol in the house. <laughs> you drank so, so huh? I, I was like, I'll just have a little. And then a you little. You should have given him that bottle. That would have been great. <laughs> Already drank. And then I was like, well, I'm out of beer. This is for the Mark Spears debacle. The wife is sleeping. <laughs> that been so, so good. The wife is sleeping. I can't go out and get more. I'm just going to drink this. And I drank way too much in one sitting, and I swear to God, I was sick it's the different. whole next. That's, I haven't been hungover in so long. That's a sour mash. And you know all the stuff I put into my body. Yeah. And this was the worst I felt in a long time. Really? What's a sour mash? Explain this. It's just it's a different. It's it is. They explain it. And part of it. Part of it is marketing. I got to hear this. Now, I, hey, whoa, whoa, don't make it's me out to be bourbon guy. No, I'm no. not bourbon guy. But no, it's, go. Well, but that's just not a bourbon. Tennessee whiskey yeah. is it, they, beans they, a bourbon. If you go on the on the tour, my parents for their honeymoon because yeah. this is what you do for when you're you know you're, I want to go on the bourbon tour. Canton. I want to go well, on the bourbon. They tour. didn't go on a bourbon yeah. tour. They went on a tour of the Jack Daniels yeah, yeah. Distillery, and they it's basically been the same tour since night clearly since 1982. The year my Did parents they engrave your name in a in a bottle at the uh, end or something. I don't know. I don't. They. I think they. I don't think they did that then. Oh. I think it was just like, here's your tour. Because I think my parents went there and they went to Bush Gardens and stuff. Okay. But um, my parents went there and there's a di- they do specify a difference between bourbon, quote unquote, and Tennessee whiskey and their special thing. Which, again, part of it is a branding gimmick. It has to be. That's what you're selling. And I don't blame them for it. But then there's also their way of how they make the whiskey, which is perfectly fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the taste. I love the taste, but it does have a. But distinct- dude, the next day was one of the worst next days I've had I in bet. twenty well, it's years. Because I, of the sour now, mash. I do, and people look at me like, "Oh God, whatever." Especially you, you, you bourbon guys, whatever. I love Jack Daniels, and I can tell Jack Daniels from just about anything else mm-hmm. I drink. I just for whatever the the flavor profile of it, and from the smell of it. Because my grandparents drank Jack Daniels. Yeah, always. So it was so always around. It was always. It was never Beam either. It was never Beam. Yeah. It was never Crown. It was never Makers or anything else. Not Evan Williams. Not. It was Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. and that's what it was. And so I can smell, taste. I bet if we did, I don't think we can do this on the air. We might get in trouble. If you put four whiskeys, our live event that we've got coming up. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. And if you did four thimblefuls of whiskey, I bet I could pick the Jack Daniels. I mean, go to yeah. the thimble store, I guess. I bet I could. I pick guarantee the Jack you Daniels. could. Yeah, I think you could. I've had a lot of Crown Royal. I'm in my just life. looking for excuses to drink. I've got a lot of friends who want to do Not Crown Royal shots, month, buddy. What is with the Jameson Crown Royal shots? Shot? Has, has that fallen out of favor yet? Uh, no, not with some of my friends. <sighs> I'll do. Um, what's the other one uh, that I do? Uh, tell them or do. Tell them or do. Tell, yeah, and I, I like it. Yeah. I love the finish. You know what my love favorite the finish. Is? Oh Jesus! What is? Uh, hold on. You guys talk for a second. Let me go oh, find the stuff I got. Yeah, but 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 the the shots the shots that I have done for it really bothers me when people get really good tequila. I'm too fat. You gotta keep yep. going. 
Oh, when people get really good tequila, it really bothers me when they... Pasa tequila from Jalisco, Mexico. When they, I've been to Jalisco, Mexico, Mexico. When I've done... When I've drank the shot, I get really annoyed. I go, guys... This is sipping tequila. So see, I can't. This is good tequila. You sip this, you I, don't shoot it. I don't know what anything about tequila because I grew up on Cuervo Gold. Yeah, and had a really bad run in the night I graduated high school. <laughs> and uh, but I have recently. Be, there's a place in town that we love to go get drinks at. We eat there too, but it's really we go for the drinks. They make a Paloma that is amazing. The the style of grape, whatever. Yeah. Grapefruit. I think they use a grapefruit soda as opposed to a juice. And uh, it's pretty amazing Stevie tried to come in here and start doing her work again, but she can't. She can't because the podcast still is still going on. Stevie. See you later, Stevie. You ain't doing your work. We're yet. doing our Christmas gift celebration. We're doing Stevie. Our Christmas. Stevie. No, she's, not in here. she's in there. Stevie, get out of here. Anyway, I don't know anything about tequila. I went to the liquor store two days ago. Mm hmm. And I was like, oh, I'd like to get some some good tequila, but I have no clue. I don't know what to buy. Well, now, uh, so, you know, there, there's a bunch of people getting into Reposados. Okay. Um, I just got a gift, which is both an Anejo and a Mezcal. Ah. And so I like that because you can dabble back and forth. So I can sip these because I would rather yes. sip these. This is all sh- sipping. Okay. But what I'm seeing right now at the clubs, this, the one with the bell on top. Okay. The Classe Azul. You see that one? And they've yes, got they've yes. got two that are even okay. way more expensive than that. I see everybody bring these out, and the cute cocktail girl comes out, and here we go. And I see people going, "Let's go, let's shoot it." And I'm like, "What a waste!" Well, it's very right. sweet, the, the the Azul, but what a waste! What are we shooting this for? My favorite. Enjoy it, sip it. It's okay. Right. Same thing with the with the uh, nineteen. I don't know uh, that, that. What's the year? Nineteen. Nineteen oh one. Nineteen eleven. No. Nineteen forty two. Are we just naming Paramount Plus TV shows no, now? Nineteen twenty three. Eighteen eighty nine. My favorite Irish whiskey uh, is Bushmills. Mine's um, Bushmills. The Don Julio nineteen forty two. Oh, okay. yeah, I like Bushmills, and the other one. I'll tell you this. I want to try this. Basically, because you get like a, what looks like a handle of it for like twenty bucks. Is this John Bar Scotch? I only drink scotch in cold weather. I only God. drink scotch when I'm riding on the good time three. You, uh. you know what? The scotch thing in cold weather, I've done it at football games. Does I've it done work? it at football okay. games. Yes. I have a bottle I don't of, like it, but uh, it works. See, I, I like scotch, but only in cold weather. And I, I, I will drink at most liquors at any uh, time. Kenny, of the day. Okay. I'm, waiting, scotch, I'm waiting for weather. my palate to change again. It's got to change one more time. I'm 41. When's the next right. palate change? Every seven years. You get one every seven years. But yeah. from when it's previously? Like a, well, your you tongue's have like to a senator. So 49. From when I was 34 or 35. Can, can I Wait, share no, my next joke? Next year you get one. We're way off, uh, way off center yeah. now. Can I share my joke that I wanted to share? Go ahead. On Twitter. I loaded it up and I was like, <laughs> I had too much wrong. Stetson Bennett's kicking ass last night, right? And I go, you guys are all going to love Stetson Bennett until he beats Raphael Warnock. <laughs> Lima loved this it. Lima loved the show. That should have been the end. Here, I know. Okay, here, give this to Owen. I I do Whoa, not remember what I bought you. I do not go. remember what I got you. Okay. There's one brown bag see. for you. If I can guess what it is by filling the bottle, is it Weller's? Oh my God, that might have been what I bought him. No, it's Old Forester. Old okay, yeah, if Forrester. you would have got Weller's, uh, your next, well, I would have just a, driven uh, you to that's an. That's a fine whiskey. I do not. Uh, I have some. They've got like five out right now. I've got two different kinds. I do not have this Which one. Which one is that one? This one is the 1910. 
It's an old fine whiskey. That's a good one. That, that cost me about $65. Yeah. Did Marcus help you? Yes, he did. Thank you for oh, bringing thanks, him up. Marcus. That is a I good one. I talked to Marcus. Uh, he was at, he's at uh, Twinsburg Beverage. Uh, unpaid testimonial. Um, 21 and over bottle, which only, was paid please. For. That was a pay, yeah, that was a paid for um, a bottle of whiskey. And... Um, <laughs> Old Forester, yep. Because I remember I was like, I was like, I want to get him something. I want to get him something. Because I remember I got you Woodford last time. Yep. I was like, ah, let's change it up, man. Let's get something interesting here. And so I'm looking around. I'm like, ah, let's try this. So I'm I got very you excited by that. I have finally in my home restoration. He's amassed a bunch of bottles. I have. Uh, I've got to the portion where I'm now building the shelving units for. The bottles behind the bar. You want to build mine? I do not. Can you incorporate a mini fridge? I just can't. That's actually part of what we're doing. Yeah. I, I, there were people there, and they were like, hey, there's only one time you're allowed. Like, there were people who, like, take it very seriously and all that stuff. And I realize I have no hobbies. Like, I know this is a bigger conversation. I'm kind of right there with you, Like I unfortunately. Have, like, people are like, oh, I collect bourbon. And like our buddy Bo collects bourbon, and there's other guys. I, I know guys who will stand. Watches. Or they they sign watches. watches. Yeah, we have it's buddy the most who collects expensive watches. hobby you can have. We have uh, what uh, I, I'm not going to say his name, but Lima and I, Lima much more than me, have a mutual friend that collects watches, and it's extremely expensive. It's stupid. Um, Oliver Timex. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I could have tried to think of something. I couldn't do it. Casio, anyway, anyway Mike Casio. <laughs> so, um, I thought of because there, there, I got a, a group of buddies. I had a buddy call in one time on on CBS Sports Radio who was waiting for his bourbon. And what they do is they they wait for the bourbons to come in. Ohio's a very different state. You get six bottles on Friday. Yeah, they well they sign in. They sign in. They go back mm. and sit out in their car. Yeah. So there's not like a line. Right. And I just look at it and go. I don't, I don't have any hobbies. I don't have any hobbies. I don't build models. I don't golf. I I hunt, but I only can go one week a year, and I couldn't even go this year because I got really sick. Remember? I um, do ships in a bottle. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> you imagine? I, I don't do stamps. I don't do coins. I don't know really anybody who does anymore. Um, I don't do baseball cards. I know that's come back. I don't do that. I don't do fantasy sports. I don't do any of that. I don't have any hobbies. My hobbies are work. That's it. Mm -hmm. Because really what I do is a hobby to other people, right? Correct. What about what you do on the dark web? Does that constitute a hobby? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.